Hi, I'm Orlando Bloom, and you're listening to Two Star Podcast. Hello, and welcome to episode 35 of Two Star Podcast. I'm Graham, I'm here with Adam. Hello. And Daniel. Hello. And what a week it's been. Um, Terry Wogan died. We are literally yes. killing a person, a podcast here, aren't we? But there's been someone new every podcast in January. And it's yes. not been Bruce Forsyth yet. So I think we seem to be going with kind of a scattergun approach to killing off Brucey, don't we? And we're we're taking it out a lot of collateral. Well, my see, theory... Go ahead. Uh, my, my theory is that uh, Bruce Forsyth is in fact some sort of zombie vampire who is feasting on the souls of more popular and younger celebrities. It would... Uh, it's the most logical um, explanation, really, isn't it? Yeah, well, they all show this types. They're bound to mix at the same parties on, and something. You can kind of slip something in their drink, and when they're feeling not too well, he follows them to the toilet, um, rips them open, eats their heart, and is uh, not dead again. Well, you see, I was I was suspecting that you know it's either that, which obviously is extremely likely. Um, mm. and the other possibility is that somebody is uh, is secretly killing off some of Britain's best love. TV and radio and theatre personalities, um, and making it look like they've died of natural causes. Well, yeah, of course, yeah, correct. Well, no, I mean, if he, if he rips them open and eats their heart, it would be very difficult to disguise that as dying of cancer. Oh yeah, he's an eighty-two-year-old vampire zombie. He knows how to do this shit. He's been doing it for a while. Yeah, he can cover his tracks. Well, if Greg, he's not really very good at it when you look at the state he's in. Because I mean, Bruce Forsyth's career kind of went in phases didn't it because he was big in the in the like i don't know the 1920s or something and then like there was generation game then he sort of went away for a bit then he came back and did like the price is right and all of that then he went away a bit came back did strictly i think he just it's um his feeding cycles mm. it's possible yeah ducks out the line like a bit to, to kill and uh pops back with rejuvenated vigor yeah he uh, yeah just hibernates for a bit comes out to feed um and then leaves us all in peace again and uh, yeah, unfortunately, Terry Wogan is dead now, which is a shame. His latest victim. Yeah, latest mm. victim. And so on that subject, uh, Christian from Scotland has sent us a message on the Facebook. Uh, mm. He's raised five points. He okay. begins, dear Podnobbers, A, which, so I mean... Uh, excuse me, uh, uh, you don't start a list of five points with A. Well, that's precisely what I was going to say. He's gone for the um, alphabetically... Uh, label list rather than numerically which is frankly insane so what you're actually saying is that he's raised e points he has raised e mm. points yeah which okay. i mean that's that's fine you should have said that to start with will make uh, even less sense when we get to uh, point e i'm quite okay. glad he's only got as far as e because otherwise i'd have to sing the alphabet song in my head just to work out how many points or which order the points went in and that would be a bit embarrassing if you um just get two letters and you need to know which one comes first. If I said to you, what comes first, Q or R, would you, how many letters do you think you'd have to run through before you figured out? Well, none. I would literally have to run through <laughs> the entire alphabet until I got to Q or R. Yeah, I mean, I can. I have sort of um, like checkpoints throughout, so I would go straight to P, Q, R, S. Okay, it's, but I wouldn't be able to start Q, R. I wouldn't be able to no. do that. And if I said, what comes first, M or N? Well, that one I know, because I'd started M-N-O. Yes. Yeah. But um, it, and my wife mocked me a few weeks ago because I said, I don't actually know quite a lot of the alphabet just out of context. <laughs> and she took my comment out of context and said that I didn't know a lot of the alphabet. 
but you know, I, I just I couldn't tell you precisely where each letter comes unless you know I go in sequence. Yeah, you have to sing the song. Whereas well, numbers, numbers, I've got that shit nailed. That's a fascinating insight into both of you. Yeah. But anyway, sorry, you were saying somebody had had raised some letters. Yes. So uh, Christian from Scotland has said, "A, please call off your Who's Dead Next competition, or there will soon be no one left." Which is a fair point, but. I mean, we're not going to stop until Bruce Forsyth is dead in a ditch. There are also like six billion people in the world and we're killing them off once every seven days. So I think we've got a little while yet. I think probably more than them. just one person died this week. It's just yeah, very Dan, it's the only one who gives a sh- anyone gives a shit about. Yeah, there's well, quite no, a lot of people the only who have died. Oh yeah, but a lot of people were born as well and they, they're not famous. Well, exactly, but no one's accusing us of killing Doris from um, Unsworth or something, are they? You don't get and famous babies, do you? Um, well, there was I, I mean, I guess if they like won competition. But there's babies in films and stuff. But then you couldn't, you know, you wouldn't know who they were when they were grown no, up. No, I like think you child have to get stars. To like, yeah. I thought they were all animatronic these days because it was cheaper than trying to find an actual baby. It would be a f- but, lot easier as well. Well, yeah, because you know, actual babies puke and poop and yeah. scream and all that kind of jazz. I think most babies a, in films sit in prams and don't do anything. I think maybe if I'd had an animatronic baby, then. Um, I'd be having a lot more simple life at the moment. When your kids are older, I'm going to play that back to you. Them, well, specifically. You'd, probably, you'd have to upgrade them every year. That's the problem, isn't it? And that would get costly. Mm-hmm. Whereas, yeah, I mean, you don't want to end up, you know, like 10 years down the line with obsolete kids. Yeah, or, well, just you're still with an animatronic baby and people would think you were a fucking psychopath. Also <laughs> very true. Yeah. God, I mean, yeah, they do, the organic point. ones, like what I've got, they do tend to sort of upgrade themselves mm-hmm. very, very yeah. slowly. It's a good pricing plan. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, point B. Why do you make Dan broadcast in medium wave? <laughs> um, <laughs> it's it's because um, he broadcasts globally. Um, obviously, we distribute the podcast um, primarily to the United Kingdom, um, but, but Dan is available. Um, he's actually long wave, technically, um, and you can pick him up anywhere on the planet. I think I think the problem is um, the recording is done at my end, and Birmingham's not far from Leeds, so that that sort of uh, is quite a quite quick jump, quite a quick jump. But um, because of the mountain ranges in the way, we have to have Dave on. Um, who the fuck is Dave? <laughs> I don't know. I thought he's, isn't he the sound engineer? Oh yeah, what a prick! He needs, <laughs> we need to fire him, don't we? Uh, yeah. So Dan has to broadcast in medium waves so that he can uh, he can make it the distance. I mean, Adam, you can be on FM quite happily. Ooh. I think you're upgrading to DAB soon. Oh no! Then you'll just sound like you're making bubbles every time somebody walks past and turns a microwave on. True. Mm. That's I quite like the idea that I have like fans in um, like Cuba and North Korea who are avidly listening to me on these old long wave sets, and they can't hear either of you two. It's just like me having a third of a conversation and cutting out randomly, and so uh, yeah. I think maybe you need to start talking in more of a kind of Pathé newsreel accent. Because that, that fits well with a with a kind of medium wave, long wave uh, frequency, doesn't it? I'm going to... Hello and welcome doing, to the podcast. You've got to start doing the shipping forecast and reading out the cricket scores. Mm. Yes. Oh, God. Um, the only thing I know about the shipping forecast is Dogger Bank, because it's faintly, slightly dirty. Dogger Bank, moderate or good. That's the thing yeah. they say, I think. And then... Um, Sounds plausible. Yeah. There's something to do with... The wind as well. Classified football results would be quite a satisfying thing to read out. Do you know um, East Fife and Forfar played <laughs> um, a while ago, maybe probably a couple of years ago now, um, 
and I th- I'm sure the score was like four all. It was so close to being East five four four five five, and they Which should have scored an own goal just to. I mean, that would have been perfect, wouldn't it? Yeah. But they didn't, and it ended up like four all or three four or something like that. How disappointing it was. Mm. Um, so C Miles Dyson called. He's definitely interested in joining a Robot Wars team. Fantastic. Which is good news. Extra um, bit of engineering talent. Yeah, he can he can sort out all of the um, you know the core protocols and such like, and then uh, ultimately get killed when we try when he tries to destroy all of his work. Yeah, well, I'm not yes. going to let him do that. No, he, yeah, exactly. We're, he might want to save the future. We want to win Robot Wars. What do you right. get for winning Robot Wars? I think it was like was it like 500 quid or something? Or possibly humanity subjugated under your iron heel. Well, yeah, no, I mean that. Five hundred quid would be more useful, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. Humanity are pretty shit. Let's face it. Mm. You wouldn't really want them. They'd be hard to maintain. It'd be like having a cat, except there were six billion of them, and you had to empty all the litter trays. Oh, that'd be a nightmare. And you'd have to get the neighbour around to um, like water Africa while you were uh, on holiday and stuff. Yeah. Mm. No, nobody needs that. No. Uh, D. Channing Tatum was a wrestler in Foxcatcher, which I believe is one of these newfangled films. I thought that was like the classic homosexual propaganda. Uh, I believe it may be something of that nature as well. I'd never previously believed in it, but it did seem to be a film with Steve Carell and Channing Tatum grabbing each other and doing faintly homoerotic things without ever proclaiming it. Oh, yeah, but he was a proper wrestler in that. Yeah. yeah, I'm feeling there's subtext going on here. Well, it wasn't not like a sort of WWE wrestler. Which well, is, I mean, he wouldn't be called Channing Tatum if he was a WWE wrestler. He'd have a, a better name like the the Milk Bar Kid. Only if he was, only if he was like a '90s wrestler. These oh, days, yeah, they, they do have like names, real, well, yeah. real names. Uh, like yeah. like Channing Tatum's a real name. Um, you know, it's basically a porn name. I saw somebody on Twitter refer to him as Channing Potatum, and that has made me laugh every time I've remembered <laughs> it since. It'll make me laugh too. Yeah, I like that. Excellent. And um, E, there is no E. So it's a D list because D comes before E, as we've established. Um, a, B, C, D. Yes, you're right. Yes. Um, so that's uh, what um, Christian from Scotland had to. Are you sure predict. that his final point is not pointing out that he is lacking drugs? Could be he. Well, he's in Scotland. You can get drugs all over the place there. Can't yeah, you? I think that's probably what he's talking about. Deep fried ecstasy mm. tablets. Yeah, that sounds like literally the worst thing. I don't know. I mean, everything is nicer deep fried, isn't it? Not everything. Mm, give, tell me something that's not better deep fried. I'll call you a liar. Deep fried bacon is shit. No, doesn't sound likely. I've had a deep fried Mars bar once. It was really nice, but. I felt sick after I'd eaten a third of it. That was a shock. Yeah. Yeah. So okay, well, that's uh, that's our listener correspondence section um, over and done with for another, what, probably five or six episodes until someone actually writes to us. Okay, well, yep. moving on from our minor issue of, of killing off a lot of celebrities by mistake, um, another one of our predictions was obviously celebrity meltdowns. Yeah. Um, and... There was a biggie uh, last week. Um, it was uh, Mr. Mr. West, Mr. Kanye West. Uh, Sir Kanye uh, West, I, I, I would thank you to I think it's, uh, it's, it's only an honorary knighthood, so I don't have to refer to him by uh, Sir. Um, he got into a bit of an argument with uh, a gentleman by the name of 
Wiz Khalifa. That's Lord mm-hmm. Wiz Khalifa. Yes, I believe so. Uh, over his ex-girlfriend and, I believe, Mr. Khalifa's current girlfriend, who goes by the name of Amber Rose. No idea who she is, but... Well, a porn star, obviously, yeah. Well, seemingly the name like that. Um, So it all started off when uh, Kanye West misunderstood um, Wiz Khalifa's use of the initials KK, which Kanye believed to be referring to his wife, Kim Kardashian, but Wiz Khalifa was actually referring to his own brand of weed. He's got his uh, own brand. Amazing. Yeah, Khalifa Kush. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, that, that's the celebrity endorsement that they I'm should I'm all be going Khalifa for, isn't it? Yeah, and this, this started yeah. off a, a series of ranty tweets from Kanye West, um, including such gems as, you wouldn't have a child if it wasn't for me. Was he? Did he help what? him put it in or something? Uh, no, I think it's because he dumped Amber Rose, and she's now his. Oh, I see. So he's not claiming ownership of the child. Or... No, um, that was weird. And and uh, basically uh, calling her a stripper and kind of being very upset. Mm, I mean, her and name is Amber Rose, so yeah, yeah, he's on safe ground. So I think really though the the most fascinating tweet from Kanye um, included the immortal statement just know I never let them play with my ass, I don't do that I stay away from that area altogether I never let them, as if they're queuing up to figure well, I mean, his bum you know, it's Kanye West that probably are mm. I mean, he's a very wealthy and successful man it's useful to know was that in any way prompted, or was that just a thing he just said it, for no apparent prompted. reason? It was prompted. This wasn't a completely out of context. Oh, okay. So statement. somebody was accusing him of letting people play with his bottom. Uh, well, no, it was specifically Amber Rose claiming that she had done just that. Oh, right. Okay, fine. And he was saying, uh, no, I don't ever do that. And and apparently that he was upset because she wasn't around to do it anymore, uh, to which he immediately replied with that statement of... of that he, he'd never let anyone do that. He doesn't do that. He stays away from the area altogether, which in general suggests that it's possible that he's never wiped his ass. I mean, he's rich enough that he could just jump in the shower after every shit, couldn't he? That's true. And that's that, that's the dream, isn't it? Um, mm. But he subsequently deleted Same. all of his tweets sure. um, once it became apparent that he had massively overreacted to two letters that somebody else had typed in a tweet. Uh, the best thing about deleting all the tweets is... Um, nobody can ever uh, see them again. No, it removes all trace of it from the internet. Yeah, it deletes all screenshots. Well, you see, on this subject, I think that because it's so trivially easy to screenshot tweets, Twitter needs to implement a feature, right, where you can, other people can, instead of retweeting or favoriting your tweet, they can sort of archive your tweets so that you can't delete them. And enough people, if enough people, like, say, yeah, yeah, you can't delete this, suddenly it becomes permanent and attached to your Twitter record. I think it'd be brilliant. So other people can set your tweets to read only. Yeah. Um, it's a. I, I yeah. can't see any possible disadvantage to this system. Oh, it'd think... be awful for so many people, but that's what would make it funny. I think maybe other people should be able to edit them as well. Nah, because that way it's someone else's bullshit, not yours. Mm, I suppose. So it does unfortunately mean, however, that our initial prediction was off slightly. Uh, who do, I can't remember who we said now. Uh, we we said Obama. Oh, okay. Oh yes. I mean, he's the yeah. Kanye West is sort of 
one step down from that. So I'm going to. He's still... the president of hip hop. Yeah, I, I think that I think that still counts. Is he? Is he really? Yeah, man. Uh, he thinks he is anyway. Well, yeah. In fact, he probably thinks he's the president of the United States. So. Hmm. Pretty sure. I mean, I don't think Kanye West would be any worse president of the United States than any of the Republican candidates. No. No, I don't think he would. I mean, he might have some batshit ideas, but at least they're not, you know, generally. Let's get rid of brown people like Donald Trump, or let's. Mm. Um, Donald Trump's not a brown person. He's, he's an orange person. Yeah, he's still a minority. There aren't that many yes. orange. No, you're people. right. Mm. You know, um, the other week when we um, made jokes about his hair, and we were the first people in the history of humankind yep. to do that. Yes. I have another observation, which is that his surname is Trump, which is a slang term for a bum fart. It is. It is only a slang term if you have a three-year-old. No, everyone says Trumps. Well, it's more of a northern thing. That's probably why I hear it more. Okay. But, uh, yeah, so he, he's uh, old Donald Trumpy trousers. Mm. Which is why top Trumps were so hilarious in the north. <laughs> yeah, it's true. And because they couldn't afford the cards, so they actually just had to fart and see which one like had the best um, like velocity and viscosity. <laughs> oh, disgusting. God. <laughs> 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 yes. Mm. It's amazing Thank how overall we get fart jokes are still hilarious. Anyway, so I mean, speaking of the American presidential thing, um, I think they've sort of had the first official bit of election now. The Iowa caucus, and um, I'd just like to go on record and publicly state that I couldn't give any less of a fuck about this, and I also don't understand any of it. Well, I quite enjoyed the fact that Hillary Clinton and Bernie Sanders both got the same percentage of the vote. So in order to determine who got the delegates that they get as part of something, I'm not entirely clear, they literally tossed a coin and Hillary mm. Clinton won. So the delegates are now supporting her. I don't know why they're just... That seems like a really sensible way to run a democratic system. Well, they might as well just decide the whole fucking presidency by tossing a coin. And it would save months and months of all this tedious bullshit. And, mm. like, hundreds of millions of dollars. Mm. I don't understand. Why do they have to go to Iowa? That's the just happens to be the first state that does the primary stuff. So what what do they do? They go there and say some speeches and... And then no, everyone... Like yeah, they, they, go, they go there. And then they... So, like, the, the Republicans and the Democrats will have their candidates that are running to be the candidate for presidency. And they go around, basically, to each state in turn. And each state votes to say which of the candidates they want to run for their party for president. And then whoever, in theory, whoever wins the most states then gets to be the candidate for presidency. But in reality, most of the time, everyone who isn't in the league drops out by but the time see, it gets to the What I like end. about the Iowa thing is they make it really personal and mean. Yeah, everything's So instead of having someone, like, hand in voter cards and stuff, they all go stand in fucking town halls and stuff. And they literally have to go and stand in the corner of the person they want to vote for. And then, even better than that, the person in charge of this voting will say to the like the smallest groups, no, your candidate's shit, they're not viable, you'll go stand with someone else. So they'll then go out and like try and persuade each other, no, come over and join my group, come over and join my group, fuck those guys, come, come here. So it's, basically it's, it's just a playground like, game. Yeah, yes. that's, what the, that's what the caucuses they, are. Like some, some states have, have caucuses and some games. states have like, proper votes. Yeah, so, so do some... they then get to run at each other like British Bulldogs? I assume they must do. And then they just meet Except up in the middle and have a... Oh, yeah, you don't want to... And whichever, whichever side's got the um, the most people still standing, they win. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, it would cut down on a lot of uh, the bellends as well, wouldn't it? I like the the only useful thing about the American elections. I mean, it it started now and it will finish, I think, in November twenty eighteen. I, I think that's right. Uh, the only good thing about it is that you get to see um, a map of the United States of America coloured in either blue or red, depending on whether they're bellends or not. That's sort of the only beneficial side to it that I can Pretty see. Pretty much. Like they, they, yeah. Oh, this one's coloured in red. That's dickheads. Don't go there. Seems to be the only thing I can take away from that. So basically they have an election to see who's going to be in the election. Yes. Yeah. And they do this 50 Season. times. Yes. Fucking yes. hell. Why don't well, they like just... I said, normally they don't get to fifty because by that point everyone else has realised that they're gonna they're not gonna win, so they just drop out. Oh, so people drop quite, out. Right. It's quite rare that like quite a lot of people will tend that there's Iowa and there's New Hampshire, and I don't know where it goes after that. But like normally within like three or four states, most of the candidates have dropped out, and it's only like two or three that are still going. And by the time you get to like twenty five states, no one gives a shit anymore, and there's only one person left anyway. I think maybe we need to um, go to them and just say, look, we'd take, we let you have your freedom for a bit, a couple of hundred years, it's not working out well, you're all dickheads, we're back in charge now. Mm. I mean, it would probably go down quite well. At this point, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they've got no way of defending themselves from precisely that eventuality. No, I'm sure they know they're fucking it up deep in their own hearts, and they'll be quite glad to have us back. Mm. I think the scariest thing about Donald Trump is not that he is a lunatic who's got lots of people following him because obviously he's never going to get to be the final candidate and get nominated or whatever they do. Mm. But it's Ted Cruz is able to sort of fly under the radar with his horrific policies because he's not quite as batshit insane as Trump. It was quite interesting. I was listening to um, the 538 podcast. Um, It's the website run by Nate Silver who does all the election predictions. And they were talking about the fact that obviously um, Trump bailed out of the last debate before uh, the Iowa caucuses because um, he got into a bit of an argument with the woman who was going to be hosting it. Yeah. Um, and they were saying it was quite interesting because without him there, everybody kind of shifted one slot towards mental. Mm. So Ted mm. Cruz went super mental. And then well, like yeah. Mark, Marco Rubio went a bit more mental, and then Jeb Bush kind of went from being completely ineffectual to like vaguely interesting, as they all kind of shuffled up to fill the space that Trump had left. Try and pick up some of his nutters. Yeah, exactly. I mean, imagine uh, being like a human being who has reached um, you know physical maturity and looks at American politics where the country is. I can understand people being racist. It's not something that I think is right, but I can understand where people are coming from. But then to look at Trump and think, yeah, he's the racist who represents me, I'm going to vote for him, is just bizarre. I can't make that leap. They, uh, I mean, there's definitely Well, you don't want to vote for a racist that doesn't speak to you, doesn't represent well, no. you. I mean, that's, that's the thing with Nigel Farage, isn't it? Is People say, "Oh, I'm really pissed off with the with the system, and it's all you know, old uh, jobs for the boys, and you know, toffs coming out of private school, and you know, all these public schools going mm. through." And then they look at Nigel Farage and think, "Yes, he's different. He he's the one for me, just because he doesn't like brown." People. I'm going to vote for that nice former stockbroker, yeah, who, because yeah. he drinks because he drinks and smokes in public. Yeah, fair enough. If you want, if you want a candidate who is outside of the system, that's fine. But then don't choose fucking Nigel Farage. That it mm. doesn't make any sense. Um but anyway, that's our politics um hour done for the year. Yep. 
Uh, let's talk about computer games. Let's. Because XCOM 2 is coming out on, is it Friday? I think. Yes, yep. the 6th of the February's. And uh, as Dan has correctly said in the little show notes thing that we do every week, uh, it looks amazing. It does indeed. It does. And it's been getting good reviews, and I'm very excited about it. Does any, well, not necessarily does anyone, but can one of you two please tell me, will my computer be able to play it? Uh, almost certainly. Oh, good. Yeah. Uh, if you could play the first one, you'll almost certainly be able to play so this one. There's not a huge jump, as far as I can tell. Marvellous, and I will, because my computer's about three years old, and it's got be fine. a graphics card. Yeah, you need one of those. Um, and it's got some memory, and I think it's okay. I mean, it's not a good computer, but I, I bought an Xbox One precisely because I don't want to have to know what the spec of my fucking computer is, <laughs> and up, upgrade drivers, and yeah. have to put in more memory and stuff. And then this game is probably not going to come out on Xbox, so... If you're yeah, super patient, you can wait for it to come out on the iPad again. But... Well, that's, yeah. I mean, last time I, I downloaded a torrent of it because I wasn't sure if I'd be able to do it. Because, I mean, the old one that was out, was it 94? Something like oh, that. It was 94. I couldn't do that one. I liked it. It was, it was fun, hard. but it was too fucking difficult. I couldn't do it. Mm. So I thought, if this new one is anything like that, I'm not dropping 20 quid on it. That's silly. So I torrented it, and I haven't had that much fun in a game for ages. So then when it came out on the iPad, I thought, I will I will buy this now and take it with me when I go places. And I did. And then I played it. And then uh, I played. Then they released the, um, what's the second one? Enemy Not, Within. Yeah, which was an expansion pack. We can't really do that very easily on iPad. So they just released it as another app. Yes. But So you could play that one standalone, which was quite good. And then that, that was seven quid. So I thought, yeah, that's fine. I'm happy to give them 20 quid of my money. It mm. was just a huge amount of fun but the, the problem with the iPad one was um, I mean it's remarkable they managed to like, shrink it down enough to get you know a full PC release game onto an iPad within a couple of years yep. that's that's pretty impressive in itself um, but they did have to take out some of the kind of maps for the missions and stuff yeah. so you did end up doing the same levels which never happened to me at all on PC but on the iPad yep. I, I sort of coming through my third time on one of the missions and I'm getting a bit tired of this now but I mean that's fair enough really but uh, yeah, you've got so, to make compromises for these things just to I've, I've heard a couple of podcasts and seen some previews and stuff but I don't really know what's different well I've, I've tried to avoid like watching any of the coverage because I kind of don't want to get spoiled but mm. basically the way that they've tried to design it is kind of the opposite way around because the classic problem with XCOM is always when you start out it's fucking impossible yeah. and then you get to a certain point about two thirds of the way through the game where it mm. kind of becomes trivially easy because all yeah, your guys you're have just amazing gear all of your and, research exactly. and stuff. Yeah. So this time round, it's much more. They try to make it a much more kind of sensible difficulty curve. But you mm. basically, the the canonical ending to XCOM One is that you failed to stop the alien invasion. I no, I didn't. I went up and I blew it up. Well, yeah, but regardless of what you regardless of what you did at the end of XCOM, it didn't stop the alien invasion. Oh shit! So the yeah. aliens have now taken over. And they are in charge of the planet, and most people seem quite happy with this because the aliens have bought new technology, and you know there's a bit of a kind of totalitarian, you know, military junta kind of vibe about it. But generally, people are happy. But, but you, know, you got a new, are new fancy iPad with uh, mm. extra extra like hologram screens and stuff. So. Exactly. Um, but you are you are part of the kind of the former XCOM team who are trying to 
wage a guerrilla war against the aliens. Fuck shit up. Basically. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so rather than having a a base of operations that you launch kind of. Lies! Yes, your your base of operations is is the Avenger, uh, which was the top end chip from the first game. Um, So, basically, you're playing as the aliens this time, essentially. uh, Yeah, sort of, to some extent. But obviously, you're the underdogs. Mm. Um, and you fly around the world, you try and gather allies and resources and stuff, and you like go and fuck shit up for the aliens whenever you get an opportunity. So, how much money will this cost me? Um, I think you, I think you can get it on Amazon for thirty quid. Any bad, is it? Yes. Um, but if you want the digital deluxe version that comes with the the season pass, then you have to get it on Steam. I don't really know what that means. It comes with a season pass. It's the yeah, you know, they, it's still oh, all the downloads and whatever stuff, stuff they yeah. release. Over, they've got a plan. They've like they've, they've actually listed specifically what you get over the next, like what they're releasing over the next year. It's all been it's just rarity. Normally, it's just like buy a season pass and we might release some shit at some point in the next twelve months. Who knows? Um, but this they have actually specifically said like there's one that's coming spring this year, one that's coming summer, and then another one that's coming in the summer. Hmm. Um, so it's a little bit cheaper if you buy it as a season pass rather than individually whenever they get released. Um, okay, well, but, I might buy that and um, probably never play it because I haven't got time these days. Yeah, it's kind of an option. My Steam library is enormous and I haven't played half the games in it, but most of them were like mm. pound games. I've, I'm playing Just Cause 3 at the moment. Oh, yeah. and is that on the Xbox? Yeah, and it's quite fun, but there's about two minutes of loading for every one minute of gameplay. That is the big problem with consoles. Yeah, and a lot of the controls just don't quite make sense, and it's a bit clunky. But, I mean, you know, blowing shit up is tremendous fun, obviously. Yes, Um, I had a lot of fun with Just Cause 2 doing exactly that. I haven't really done any of the missions because they keep trying to tell me that there's a storyline when we all know there isn't. What? no. I'm just there to go and blow the red stuff up, and then the blue people come in, and uh, I get some points. I always understood the story of Just Cause was I have a magic grappling hook, and everything I do with it is awesome. Yeah, it's you forgot about the magic parachute. Yeah. Oh yes. Oh, he's got a magic wingsuit these days as well. Yeah. Ooh, which means you can um, quite easily fly headlong into a lorries and stuff when you misjudge your height. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's. It's not as much fun as Just Cause 2, but I think that I there was a lot more novelty to that because you couldn't yeah. really... But I know, you kind of get over the blowing shit up and then Just Cause 3 has said, well, why don't you blow even more shit up? And I thought, well, yeah, why don't I? But it's not going to be as exciting. No, definitely not. Um, I, so I, I think, I don't know, i maybe put 10 or so hours into that, but it's just just too tired constantly all of the time now. Well, that's your own fault. Well, yeah. I mean, if I hadn't um, inseminated my wife, then uh, I'd have a lot more time for computer games. Mm, the classic problem. It is, yeah. And uh, the thing that I miss most about it before having children is that I can't spend an entire Saturday playing computer games now. So I can still, you know, once they're both in bed, I can get on the Xbox for a few hours and then, I mean... I'm too tired, so I normally play for two hours and then go to bed myself. Mm. Whereas in the olden days, I would be able to get home from work, and you know, it was probably only an extra couple of hours playtime. But I used to be able to kind of get up at ten on a Saturday and play on the Xbox for the entire day, 
But now I can't do that because you know you've got to feed them and stuff. Yeah, it is one of the sad realities of growing up and doing adult things. Mm. Yeah, I, I kind of I, I sort of brought up with XCOM as well that obviously the first ever computer game I played was XCOM um, and UFO Anywhere Unknown, and that was when I was like 13, 14, and it was like the first ever computer game that I played. And you know when. Way back in those days, there was like Solitaire on Windows 95 or whatever it was. Mm. Uh, that was a bit shit. But then suddenly XCOM came along and you were sort of like, holy shit, this is like fun. I want to do more of this. I want to see what happens. I want to see how the story goes. And it sort of got me back to rem- reminiscing what computer games were like when I was younger. And I felt really old, but I also felt like, you know, memories of playing Championship Manager 98 for like literally an entire Saturday or something because mm. it was incredibly addictive. And I just, I, I don't have kids, obviously, and I still don't. I've, yeah. I've not got into a computer game in that kind of way ever since, really. I think the the one that I've never sort of been able to get into anything as much as I did was Civ Two, because oh, that, oh, Jesus. I mean, that was so many hours and hours, and um, yeah, just one more turn. And then my the floppy disk that I had my save on got fucked once, and it was all gone. And something like that, you you just can't start it again. For I think I'm probably coming to the end of the window where I could now start that game again, and not just mm. be constantly trying to replicate what I did when I was twelve. But yeah, for such a long time afterwards, you can't ever load it up again and and have a go. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, it's really depressing when that sort of thing happens. Mm. Um, Rollercoaster think... Tycoon Two. That was uh, that was the other one that I spent a, a ridiculous number of hours in. Yeah, yeah, I think I spent a lot of time playing Transport Tycoon Deluxe. Yeah, I never, I enjoyed sort of building the railways and stuff, but I didn't enjoy, like, then they wanted me to make profits and stuff. So I was like, fuck that, mate. I'm a kid. I don't have yeah. a job. I don't want to. And I liked the like the Toyland and stuff. There was one where everything was sweets and yes. that sort of thing. <laughs> but then, like, it made me want to go into, the like, the 1930s and build a real railway out of metal and stuff. I was like, nah, fuck that. Yeah. I did. Um, I, I I played it, the original XCOM way way back. Um, I I borrowed it off of um, our good friend Jizzy Will, um, <laughs> and and played it obsessively for quite a while. And I, I imagine you've probably still got his copy of XCOM, haven't you? Because I, I I can remember many <laughs> times over the span of a couple of years, him saying, "Could I have that game back now, please?" <laughs> that I lent you after I'd had it for two weeks, and you said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." <laughs> and I would imagine you still have it. I think I gave it back. I don't yeah. think I've got it. Like a couple of years, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I paid three quid for the XCOM collection on Steam and have all of those games now. Well, yeah, Dan, mm. you once showed me Terror from the Deep and it blew my mind. And then I watched you playing it and thought, this is fucking awful. Yeah, it's it's yeah. XCOM. It's XCOM, but just with a palette swap. It was like, yeah. we can't be asked on a proper sequel. Well, no, it wasn't XCOM with a palette swap. It was XCOM, but we think XCOM was easy. So we're going to... Oh, yeah, it was, it was, yeah, it was super hard XCOM with a palette swap. I was kind of hoping yeah. they'd do that for XCOM 2. Just say, yeah, same thing again, <laughs> but under the fucking sea. What are you going to do about it? And fair play <laughs> to them, they didn't, because that would have been easy easy bucks, wouldn't it? Yeah. Uh, see, I'm glad they didn't do that. What they wanted them to do was like do when they were about to reveal XCOM two, do a spoof reveal for it of like literally just palette swapped XCOM one, um, but under everything the seat. Slight, everything just no, but just do X, uh, what Terra from the Deep did, which is basically the same maps but with a slightly blue tint over the whole thing. Yeah. Did, did they even did they go as far as making stuff slightly wavy and putting bubbles in? 
Yes. Well, yeah, oh, that's, that's how you know you're underwater. And you, basically, you, start, you started with the flying armour, which basically just meant that you could float you up could and down a bit. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, they also had this really annoying thing where, like, they'd be terror missions on a cruise ship. And that sounds awesome, except for the fact that a cruise ship is basically just a massive series of enormous cabins in which one fucking alien would hide and you would spend hours kicking down the door to literally like 40 rooms going, where are you, alien? Where are you, alien? You're in the last one, I know, but if I run in, you'll pop out the back and shoot me. Mm. It was fucking awful. To this day, I never go through a door without making sure I've got at least 10 action points left afterwards. Yeah, yeah well, you don't want to risk it. Yeah. Um, yeah, you want, and you also you want to make sure that you reserve enough uh, enough time use for a snapshot at least. Oh yeah, yeah, and uh, I crouch down every time I'm not moving. Yeah, yeah. Also, I don't like to go out in big groups in case someone gets randomly panicked and shoots me in the back. <laughs> I mean, it happens a lot, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of which, our plans for the podcast trip to Hull are coming along nicely. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to get fucked up on Friday night and ruin the entire weekend for ourselves. And then Saturday we're going to go to... Yeah, we're going to go um, and play Terror from the Deep in the deep in Hull and uh, say there's an alien and try and shoot it. And then they'll say, no, that's a stingray. Can you please leave? (laughs) And uh, then I've not found any bars and stuff, but there probably are some. one. Yeah. So that's happening like a next, village pub or something. next weekend. And if we remember and can be bothered, maybe we'll do a podcast while we're out. But we might mm. not. I mean, we'll, yeah. we'll try our best. The last yeah. drunken podcast was of variable quality. Mm. I think well, yeah, but I just, yeah, I was going to say, I suspect it was mostly because it was the two of you. Yeah, and we... Yeah, that I mean, is a proven disaster. We do need a professional with us at all times. Or just a responsible, responsible adult, adult is, yeah. the, is the phrase. So um, I'm not sure if Adam counts as both of those things, but yeah. well, no, he's he's uh, a good guardian for us. Yes. So uh, before we go, um, Dan, you've got a crime of the year to report. Yes. So this was a story that I um, I really enjoyed when I saw it. Um, it is it's about not a particularly high bar to be story of the year on the second of February, but I'll I'll let that go. No. Um, Maybe anyway. he means calendar year. I, I do mean calendar year. Bugger it, Google Docs, stop being so fucking stupid. Um, yes, it's Google Docs that's being stupid. Well, otherwise it would be me, and that's clearly not, not right. So, um, picture the scene. There is a, um, a person waiting for a train uh, in a station. It is a boring train in a boring station, but there is a strange man there. And um, he is having some chips instead, but instead of having chips like you and I would by like cramming them into your face and occasionally slathering salt and vinegar on them, um, he was sort of eating one and feeding seagulls a chip here and there. Um, so like he'd, he'd eat a chip, he'd chuck a chip away and the seagulls would come down and gobble it up as seagulls want to do. And because seagulls are single-minded bastards, they eventually figured out that he was giving away a fair few chips. And so... Um, sort of started to cluster. They sort of start to fight each other for the chips. They get a bigger group as all the honking, annoying sea- seagull noises uh, attracts other seagulls. Until eventually he'd assembled this group of seagulls on the platform. Everyone else was just sort of staring at him going, well, what the fuck is this crazy person doing? Oh, it's okay. I'm about to get on the train. I don't care. Um, whereupon he... Um, the train pulled up. 
And at this point, the seagulls were getting a bit irritated because there was like one chip between 12 of them or something. And um, he um, sat there and waited and everyone sort of, sort of shuffled onto the train in their dutiful British way. At which point, the guy threw the remaining chips into the train. <laughs> at which point, all of the seagulls <laughs> barreled into the train and the doors closed. Amazing. <laughs> which I just I don't know what inspires someone to do that, but it's just brilliant. Somebody who's had a particularly bad experience with network rail or Virgin Trains, and <laughs> don't take it out on all of the shipmongers who go in the like throw it in the driver's carriage or something. That is amazing, and I think next weekend we need to go to Hull train station with chips. <laughs> the problem is the Hull people might beat the shit out of me. But that's probably going to happen anyway, so hey. Well, the whole people will probably chase after the chips themselves. <laughs> oh, sh- yeah, fair. We're not available yes. in Hull, it's let's... fine. They're not going to hear that before we go. I was going to say, let, let's preemptively uh, rile up the locals. They haven't we... got any internet there yet. It's fine. Dear people of Hull, I'm so very sorry my co-conspirators Adam and Graham made me say these things. No, legal department, stand down. You're not getting involved. You, you... No... This you is, also have uh, to remember, though, that none of them know what we look like, so we're safe. That's um, don't we have like posters of ourselves up to advertise the post podcast and yeah, we'll, billboards and all that I, shit. I would imagine so. Yeah, not in Hull. Nah, I don't. Know. I suppose not. I mean, not we might have to revisit that once we've been there and we've seen, you know, what is is what about it? Makes well, I would it imagine after we've been there, cities in the world. Mm, I would imagine after we go, there will be pictures of us up. This is true. Might be posters. Yeah, not advertising, just advertising a reward, perhaps. That does sound actually quite fun, though. If you're going somewhere for a night out, just randomly start putting banners of yourself up, like photo of you and your friends, big night out, and just around the place, not advertising anything. Just you know, we're coming, we're out. You should be excited. We're excited. I think that'd be really good fun. Yeah, I mean, we could, but also we could just not. Mm. I mean, yes, that is also an option. Mm, okay. Well, um, that's enough of that nonsense. Uh, go away. We'll speak to you again in a week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. <laughs>